Hey, welcome into the Coach Bo Knows Podcast. We're on the studio of Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live through O'Connor Advisor Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisor Group at OAGKS.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter. Our handle is at Coach Bo Knows Show. Check out the Facebook page. You can search for Coach Bo Knows Show. You'll see it there. Then email us anytime at Show at gmail.com. This is episode 84 and joining me on this episode, usually in here for the point five, but we're only doing one episode a week right now, and that is the legal counsel of the Coach Bono's podcast, the token girl. She has great legs, but an even greater mind, my co-host, Ellen Wingenter. Edub, how are you doing today? You know, I'm doing all right. Uh, this Mother's Day weekend, I have been watching a whole lot of basketball, and uh, I'm proud to say my son's team went undefeated in pool play, and we'll see just how late I'll be spending my Mother's Day at a basketball court tomorrow. Since the Nuggets aren't playing, I'll be watching my kids. So, Hey, let, let, let's talk about that Nuggets thing first and foremost. Yo. I need to take a victory lap on this one. I know the Nuggets are not my team per se, but I picked them. I have them winning the championship. I said they're going to win every home game on the way to winning the whole thing. Yeah. They ain't lost at home yet. Nope. And they just took down um, – they, now they're in the Western Conference Finals just taking down um, – oh, God, Phoenix. why am I th- What's that? Phoenix. Phoenix. And, and look, I, we got to – I'll give Phoenix a little bit of leeway in that Chris Paul gets hurt, then Aiton gets hurt. But Aiton played like crap early in that in that series. Aiton spent a lot of time just looking around. Yeah, he did. Um, I don't know. I think I think it's it's funny because I think we're going to see some teams look completely different next year. I think the Suns are one of them. Absolutely. I mean, with the change in ownership and then the trades that they did for Durant. You know, right now the rumor mill is that Durant finds himself in Denver next year which to me is hilarious i'm just like we better win it this year because durant will kill our chances for yes. winning it if he shows up <laughs> yeah, I, I would pray that he not go to the nuggets because then right. i can't root for y'all if y'all get kevin durant i know i know yeah but Jokic is the best player in the world he's shown it time and time again and he he plays basketball like when you watch him play it's not it's almost like he's bored at times yeah like he gets the ball and like you'll see these little six foot, eight foot little runners where he's just bigger than everybody gets that big arm up and throws yep. it in. And you're like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like he's bored. It, it he it looks like he's a little disinterested. Yeah. And just kind of like, hey guys, this is a little too easy for me. Can you yeah. actually defend me? Yeah. Um, throw <laughs> double team my way, something. Yeah, make it a little more interesting. And he does. He also looks like he's just been punched in the nose, too. Well, and he's got this huge scar on the back of his left arm that's mm-hmm. always red. And he always comes out. I constantly look at Jokic and I'm like, have you been in a cat fight? What has happened? His arms are constantly red and scratched. And he just kind of is like, that's fine. I'm here to do my work. I've got yeah. my lunch mail and I'm going to get it done. Yeah. All that money. My man needs some lotion. Yeah. Especially living at a high altitude. Get that man some lotion. He can afford it. I don't know what it is. He always just looks so beat up and maybe just having brothers. He's used to it. He doesn't care. Yeah. I mean, we all know the only thing he really cares about is his horses. So yeah, yeah you need to 
Well, why don't you know you're in that area? Why don't you go over there and get some rub some lotion on them or something? Like that. <laughs> that would be pretty amusing. So I think his wife should handle that. But yeah, uh, I mean, you know, sometimes a man needs some help. You know, for real. I think the wife would be, would be would be understanding there. Hey, what would you take on the whole Jokic thing with um, the uh, owner of the Suns and the ball and that thing? You know, that was. <laughs> That was some of the biggest bullshit that I've seen. Yeah. The fact that Tony teed him up. I mean, Tony hates Jokic. Everyone in the league knows that this particular ref hates Jokic. Throws him out like every other game. Yeah. So it's not unusual. And I'm glad the owner was just kind of like, yeah, he shouldn't be suspended, blah, blah, blah. The fact that they fined him 25000 I think, was still ridiculous. Yeah. Had that not been the owner of the Suns, that fan would have been tossed. Yes, 100%. He'd have been ejected. It would have gone the other way. Yes. If we would have been talking about today, we would have been talking about, we got to make sure these fans at courtside are not doing something to the players. Exactly. Because it was the owner of the Suns. Yeah, and, he was know. impeding play. He was delaying the pace of play. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you'll get to take the ball out and go. Yeah. So, I mean, it was dumb and... Yeah. It, it was kind of funny. There was essentially a, a makeup call later that game or the next game that <laughs> people said that Jokic was flopping on, but you know, it's fine. Um, I was, I was definitely worried coming into this series that we would end up getting swept. And I said that here, uh, you know, now we know we're playing the Lakers. We've got LeBron who's playing how he's been playing. I just, and I think we also talked about this last time. I am hoping that their legs are too old and too tired yep. after having to play the plan um, that they just won't be able to handle altitude and that kind of stuff. And it's, it's going to wear them down. Yeah. Well, on the Jokic thing to finish up that I, I had a thought and I made this comment to somebody and I said, you had to pay a $25,000 fine. I hope, and what I would have done if I was Jokic, I'd have had his brother show up at the owner of the son's house and been like, here's the 25 grand. We want to make sure there's no more misunderstandings. Jesus. <laughs> Seeing those boys in person too at games, they are scary. <laughs> I, 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 I'm all for this. I am all for like, he, I'm all for Jokic being like Tony Soprano and then the Jokic brothers being like, hey, excuse me. There's yeah, not gonna be any more problems around here. Yeah, full Serbian mob going on. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Um, but yeah, now we've got uh, we're recording this Saturday morning, and we've got so game six in the Western Conference semis was last night, and the Lakers bludgeoned. I'm just gonna call it what it is. They bludgeoned the the Warriors. The Warriors are dead. Yeah, uh, I'm taking a victory lap on this one as well because. Boys and girls, who called this? Bo did. Bo did. Bo told you. Bo warned you that they cannot sustain this model forever. It's it's a false model of how to play basketball. To be able to shoot that much from three-point range. Now, look, if you've got people who can, and they got two guys in particular, in sure. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, Yep. who are historically good at it. But you cannot go. Clay Thompson went three of 19 from the field in game six. Steph, I, I tweeted it. 
on the Coach Bo account. Yes. Was, he went like in games four and six, something like uh, 23 of 50 from the field or 55 from the field. It was a ridiculously low number for someone who's is supposed to be as efficient as he is. Right. The issue is that when you play that way and you don't even worry about rebounding the basketball, you get no second chances. Right. And I think you also uh, tweeted this last night and one of our homies, Jerry, kind of popped in on that and mentioned they've got the league as a whole has to go back to playing with movement instead yes. of everyone standing on the outside and just staring at the ball as it goes up. People mm-hmm. have have to crash. They have to cut. They have to move. You can, you can't have four out of your five guys just sitting on the arc hoping uh-huh. that they get the ball. Why, I, I'm, and, I, and I guarantee you, watch the rest of the teams that are left. The the, the, the Nuggets move the ball. The Lakers, yep. wow, they can move the ball. And the Lakers defensively just put Anthony Davis those last three games on Steph, and Steph had nothing to do. I mean, it was ridiculous to see that they could shut Steph down that way, which yeah. is great. Um, and then you look at, like, the Celtics and the, and the Sixers, who are still going to have a game seven to play. Um, yeah. And we're recording this game before they play game seven on Sunday. Both those teams move the ball. Now, the Celtics are similar to the Warriors. They can shoot themselves into a game, but they can shoot themselves right out of a game like the Warriors just did. Well, and I mean, yeah, when you're reliant on one or two players, it, if Jason Tatum had gone over in the fourth like he did the first three quarters of game yeah. six, they would have gotten blown out, yeah. but finally figured it out and got shots well, to drop in that fourth quarter. I think it was a combo of two things in that game in that game six with the Sixers and the Celtics. The Sixers spent everything they had to get back into the game. Yeah. And then when they got back in the game, that last three minutes, the Sixers just they stepped on their dick like four times. They turned the ball over four times in the last yeah. three minutes. And yeah. you can't. I've been texting with my buddy Elwood Ott, and Elwood's like the best basketball guy I know. And he and I have been texting about this. We have a, it, we call it a, it's a, it's an epidemic. Teams that want to shoot threes, but they can't even make free throws, and they don't value possessions, especially late in the game. I, I just, I would think that a team, the really good teams, the Lakers, the Nuggets. The Sixers, and the Sixers did this until the last two minutes of the game. Value your possessions. Every possession needs to be two points. Yeah, you've got to get something for it. Get something out of it. You know, if you have the big lead, it needs to be two points and run 24 seconds off the clock. Right. No one does that better than the, the Nuggets do. That's why I love what the Nuggets do. They can they'll hit a wide open three. They'll even work some ways to get a three. But when they have a lead and they're late in the game, nobody values each possession as much as the Denver Nuggets do. Yeah, and it was interesting. We were at uh, game five the other night, and Nicholas was kind of laughing. He was like, wow, MPJ is actually going toward the basket. He got a couple of layups. And it was early in the game, but it was an interesting change of pace because MPJ usually tends to be in that mid-range three-point yeah. zone or just an easy dunk on transition. 
Um, but yes, I agree with you. There's so much, I don't know if it's anxiety or if it's just trying to get as many shots up as they can. There's such a rush to have yeah. some statistical average. It almost seems like to your point earlier that. Well, the bean counters on it are saying that you can be efficient Mm -hmm. by shooting threes. And if you keep shooting enough of them, enough of them will fall in. Right. And there's there's truth to that. The problem is, is that if your opponent is getting two every time and running the clock down, mm -hmm. now you have to keep shooting threes. And if you're not making them, you're in trouble. Yeah. You're not going to shoot the same percentage from three that someone else at the Nuggets is at two twos. Yeah, and especially I mean, if you're not getting to the line yes. as an alternate. And it, people were complaining before game five in the Lakers-Warriors series saying, well, the Warriors are getting to the line so much less than the Lakers. And if you look, it was like the Lakers were the first, second, or third in the league in most uh, fouls and most trips to the free throw line this year. Mm -hmm. the, the Warriors were dead last. And it's because no one drives to the basket. Yeah. And when no one drives to the basket, then you're going to have – uh, when no one's driving to the basket, you're going to have – you're not going to have as many fouls. You're shooting right. wide open looks. You better make them. If not, yeah. you're in trouble. So, yeah, I just – I. It's funny to hear the complaints of Warriors people, Warriors fans, on Twitter and everywhere else now saying, well, the, the league is rigged. You weren't complaining when you won. Sure. And it wasn't like the league is rigged when your guys shoot, you know, 20% from three. Yeah. You know, no, that's just bullshit. Get out of here. Get out. Get all the way out of here with that bullshit. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it. It's interesting now. Who you got game seven between the Sixers and the Celtics? Uh, well, it's in Boston, mm -hmm. and so I just think that that crowd will take over that arena. Julius Randall hasn't really shown up for the playoffs, um, and that's frust you know frustrating. Uh, so I, I anticipate Tatum to have a good game, smart to have a really solid defensive game. I'm, I'm actually going to take, I would take the Celtics by probably seven to 10. Really? Yeah. I want a complete flip side here. Okay. I think the Celtics are going to shoot themselves right out that game. Like they normally do when they lose. I think it's going to be too big. And I like, I gotta tell you, you know what I like about that team, about that Sixers team? Yeah. The two man game. When. With Embiid and Harden, and James yeah. Harden is playing better than I have seen him. I don't want to say ever, but I'll say in the last five or six seasons. Yeah, and no. He, Agreed. And then the, the Celtics now also have to worry about Tyrese Maxey. Like every time you see this two-man game, all of a sudden the defense flows that way, and then Harden makes a pass or Embiid will make a pass yeah. and find Maxey open. And not only is he taking threes and making them in the corners, but he's also the fastest guy on the court. And if he gets you coming in too quick, he'll get underneath you, and he's gone to the basket. It's a dunk. 
Agreed. And I misspoke talking about Julius Randle. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think there's something that is weird with the the Sixers that they can't skip past themselves. I, I see what you're going with on that. And I think a, a good example of that was the last two to three minutes of game six. Right. They really hurt themselves. They lost that game, to me, more than the Celtics wanted. I know that Tatum hit the big the three threes in those last three minutes. But, again, if you give up four possessions, then, you know, you're not going to score. That's eight points you've given back. Yeah, and so, I wonder, do you think – that Embiid with the MVP finally um, is there some level of pressure that he is carrying that might be feeding some of this? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm certainly, I'm certainly, he, I'm sure he wants to prove that he was worthy of being MVP. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that's there. At the same time, I think that, I mean, he's worthy, and that team's a good team. And they're well coached. They are. I, I like what I see with the Sixers. I picked them in the beginning. I, I had it at game four. I was like, the Sixers are going to win this series. And then when they lot way dropped game six, I was a little bit worried, but I was like, okay, that's something you can straighten out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the Sixers in game seven. So regardless of who wins tomorrow. Is playoff Jimmy Butler just going to ramrod the Heat into the finals? I don't know, but playoff Jimmy has been Bo's paycheck in the last <laughs> week and a half. Oh my gosh. So I had to introduce the wife to playoff Jimmy. She was like, she's been sitting at home all week and she's like, I was like, she's like, why are you on the Heat? And I'm like, because playoff Jimmy ain't going to let me down. He's she's back. Like, what do you mean, playoff Jimmy? I said, that's Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Something happens, a, a switch gets flipped, and he just becomes he becomes Jordan yeah. in the playoffs. Now, I'll say that, and it was the Knicks they were playing. Who Look, the Knicks are a season away from being seriously good. I'll give them a lot of credit. That's a really good young team that in the next season is going to be contending. Yeah. Um, they're all together for another year. And he, I mean, that's a really good young team. And I think that part of it was that they were playing the Knicks. But I, it'll be interesting to see if, if playoff Jimmy can take over games against the Celtics or the Sixers the way he has these first two rounds. And if he does, then it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Um, it, from my Catbird seat. I certainly do not want to see uh, playoff Jimmy in the NBA Finals. No, I still think whoever wins the West is going to win this thing. I, I just, I, and we'll the talk about. The agree with you, so I just, I, I think that if I, if I, I like, I think the Celtics are the most talented team in the East, but they just don't play. They don't put it all together at once. And I don't know that if any superstar in the league is as wishy-washy and inconsistent on the court as Jason Tatum is. Fair. I mean, look, when he's on, he's a top five player in the league. Sure. But when he's off, 
Yeah, he's just another dude. Or really? really good, another dude, but he's just another <laughs> dude. Yeah, that and that team's going to have some offseason problems because Jalen Brown's going to want his money now. Now that he's all NBA, all he was all NBA, I think it's second team or third team. Yeah, which means he can get a max contract. I don't know that the Celtics want to pay him a max contract. That's going to be interesting. So, in the West, this is going to be fun. It is. We got the Nuggets, who, again, I think is the best team in the league. They got the best player in the world. I know Embiid was MVP, but Jokic is the best player in the world. Yes. And here is 38-year-old LeBron just dragging. He's just dragging this team. And the deal they made, the Lakers made, when they traded Russell Westbrook, the pieces they got were perfect. They got a couple of shooters. They got a couple, and it's just it's worked out beautifully. LeBron doesn't have to score forty or fifty, but he's carrying the team offensively with how he's distributing the ball and making shots and getting buckets at the rack. Yeah, and you unbelievable. Can see, like Austin Reeves, who got hot last night yeah. at midcourt, you know. Uh, shot to close out the first half and then yeah. a real solid second half. Um, yeah, I just, I really, I want them to be tired and yeah. it, I, I don't know. It's, I, I get nervous about these games, just being a Nuggets fan and going and watching because I know that the Nuggets have this tendency Usually it's the third quarter. Sometimes it's other quarters. They just somehow don't show up. And if they can be consistent throughout the game, still have a big quarter or a big, you know, go on a run at some point, they're going to be able to outlast them because yeah. their transition game is one of the best in the yeah. league, if not the best. And that's what you want to do to beat the Lakers. Get them running. Yes. If you can get the Lakers running defensively you can they can be beaten yes um i like what you were talking about there for a minute i'm trying to go back to this series um i believe it was game four um when the nuggets had the big lead uh-huh and they had a timeout like the third quarter the warriors went like an 8-0 run and i mean they scored like 13 out of 15 points and got back in the game a little bit they were up 30 the Nuggets were up 30. Right, against Phoenix? Against Phoenix. Yes, I'm sorry. Against okay. Phoenix. And then Phoenix gets back in by scoring like like 13 yeah. or 15 points. And they call a timeout. And you can just see the Nuggets coach just – he's just murdering his guys as they come to the come to the bench. He's like, this is not the team that we were in the first half. Bobby, he just – and they came out and scored eight points in a row – Yoga takes over again. And they're like, okay, yeah, we got this. But that's the thing. For the last several seasons, that third quarter has yeah. been their bugaboo for whatever reason. Yeah. And I laughed the other day because, you know, they were interviewing Malone in game. And I said, I was like, oh, okay, Malone is full Bruce Weber at this point um, from his voice quality. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> full Bruce Weber. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, I don't want to compare anybody to Bruce Webb. Uh, 
<laughs> but he, uh, yeah, I just there's something about I like that Nuggets team. I think the win though, I think the Nuggets win the series. I think every home team wins. I, I hope. If you're the Lakers, you got to try to get one of those first two, obviously, to tell everybody. But then if you're the Nuggets, even if you get the first two, steal game three. They're not coming back from 3-0, Mo 3. Um, you know, because only only LeBron can come back from 3-1. Steph can't do that. Yeah. Um, and I will say the home games for the Nuggets have been electric. You know, you can, you can feel the energy throughout Ball Arena. The fans are great. They pay attention. They are savvy. They are smart. Um, you know, as long as Tony isn't roughing our games, yeah. we'll have a chance. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I yeah, I, this is going to be interesting on, on game, the, the Western Conference Finals. I mean, it's going to be really interesting. It's like at no point, if you're the Nuggets, you've got to get it early, as early as you can, as many wins as you can. Yes. Because at some point, LeBron, even at 38, LeBron showed that he could still put it on you. He did it when he needed to against the Warriors. And I love the Warriors losing the way they did. I just, yeah. I loved it. You know. And I will say it's going to be a lot of fun watching Christian Brown defend LeBron because they will put CB on LeBron. He he looked great at times on Durant. Yes. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. So I just I love that LeBron has got another shot here, and I I get a kick out of LeBron haters that are like the league is doing this for him. Hey, look, the Warriors shot themselves out of that game. If they want to play that stupid style of basketball and keep doing it. They're going to continue to not be good. They're going to continue to slack off. It's done. It's over. A team has to be rebuilt now. Clay's got to go. Draymond's got to go. It's got to be Steph, the young kids, and they got to get a big. They got to get somebody who can rebound. They got nobody who can rebound right now. Yeah, yeah. It's so. it's going to be a busy free agency for sure. Yeah. Um, switching off of scoreboard stuff if you will a couple of subjects i wanted to bring up and talk about and i just found these are, these are a little bit nerdy and a little bit of business stuff but i i wanted to bring it up and one is a news item and then i just kind of feel a certain way about this i want to talk to you about it we got three incidents of gambling issues in sports right now i'm going to talk about i'm going to mention all three of them and then talk about the whole situation the first one Alabama's baseball team. If we don't know the story, if you don't know the story yet, Alabama's baseball coach has been fired after mm-hmm. allegedly speaking with a gambler during a game. The gambler was a friend of his, and the friend, after speaking with the coach during a game, placed a large wager on the game. Uh, we don't know which way. But we do know that it arises some suspicion from the Ohio Gambling Commission. I do know what game they're talking about because that game was Alabama playing LSU. If you know the game, LSU came back to win that game. Alabama was ahead most of the game. Mm. And LSU came back late in the game and won. I think it was one of those where if there was any improprieties, it was a situation of a coach saying, hey, they're going to catch up. 
they're just better than us. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, Coach gets fired. Now, we know that, you know, we're sponsored by DraftKings, so I'm going to come out and just say this. Look, we have, of course, I'm going to be pro-gambling because our one of our sponsors is DraftKings. And DraftKings Sportsbook is, we're proud to have them as a sponsor. Yes. And we tell everybody, we make a point of saying here, gamble responsibly. Yes. What you can't be doing is, as a coach, talking to your buddy, who you know is a gambler. Look, you Every friend I know knows that I gamble. Yes. If I had a friend who was a coach at that level, I wouldn't. First off, I wouldn't do that. I would not talk to that that coach about that. Certainly wouldn't do it during a game. And thirdly, you'd think that my buddy would know better. Yes, on all accounts. Yeah. So um, I have a real problem with that. So. Again, I can sit here on my people are people can say, well, Bo, you can sell your fucking high horse. I am gonna sit on my high horse here a little bit. And I'm gonna say that how I feel about the three subjects we're gonna go through, I feel differently on all three. The Alabama coaching thing, I have zero sympathy for the coach. I think that there's they should investigate this. And if he was giving any inside info, then that's a crime, and both parties should be in trouble. Then we have Iowa and Iowa State's is a football. It wasn't just football teams. It was a number of players in the athletic department. I think it was football and basketball. Is that correct? I thought softball somehow was involved for yeah. some reason. Uh, uh, allegedly up to 20 players at Iowa and Iowa State um, have been talked to or whatever. They're being investigated gambling on sports now i had to do a little investigation here. i had to find out for certain because i didn't want to i didn't know iowa is one of the states where you do have gaming on your phone you must be 21 and you can gamble anywhere in the state of iowa if you have the app on your phone it for folks who don't know if you in certain states i'm in kansas we have it here you're in colorado you have it there When you are using those apps, you have to have your location turned on, and you must be in the state in which you're registered. Yeah. You also have to be 21 years old to open an account. So I look at this, and I go, wait a minute. What are what did the kids do wrong? Now, I know you can't gamble on yourself. You should not be able to gamble on your own games. Right. And I'll so, correct myself. It wasn't softball. It was at Iowa, it was baseball, basketball, football, track and field, and wrestling. Okay. And at Iowa State, it was football, track and field, and wrestling. Okay. And the information I got in talking to Tyler Jones, we the Jones Report this week, we talked about it at length. And I said, he said that it was these kids were using their apps. Yeah. To gamble on games. Now, look. These universities also have deals. The conferences have deals with gambling companies, whether it's DraftKings or MGM or Caesars or whomever. I mean, CU, I think, has actually taken, has ended their relationship with whomever they had because of scenarios like this. It's a matter of time before we see banners in stadiums. We've already seen it in some of the college places. CU would advertise it yeah. 
in stadium at football games and basketball games. But it's gonna look, it's gonna happen at Allen Fieldhouse at some point here in Kansas. Yeah. It, eventually there'll be a DraftKings banner, or or if it's not DraftKings, it'll be MGM or it'll be FanDuel or whoever. Yeah. It's legal. Now I get that there's an integrity piece of not of not uh betting for your in your own game, for or against. Totally understand that. And I'm against uh, betting on those if you're a participant in the sport. However, if it's legal for a 21-year-old to gamble in a casino, it's legal for a 21-year-old to have the app on their phone and they can do it responsibly, I don't have a problem with this. Now, I think the NCAA could do some things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell me if you think I'm off. You're the legal expert here. No, no. I I tend to agree with you. When you are not betting on your sport yeah. and you are of age and legally capable of doing so, that's like saying you can't drink if you're 21, but on an athletic team. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's exactly how I'm looking at it. And then if you're worried or concerned about the idea of the integrity of a game, the NCAA has compliance. And every school has compliance. Yep, and every school has compliance. They have their own compliance directors. And look, here's the law I would lay down. I'm the NCAA, and zero people would have a problem with this, with this rule inside the bubble of the NCAA and these teams. If you're under 21 years old, because in every state, I looked this up, Every state that has gambling, you must be 21 years old to use the app. Okay. You're under 21. You are not allowed to use any. You're not allowed to use a sports book, an app, go into a casino. Zero tolerance. Okay. I have zero problem with that. If you're 21 and you decide you want to play games and you want to do this, Okay. There's going to be a certain amount of allowable situations here, but you must, on a monthly or quarterly basis, turn over your records electronically. Because mm. you can download them right off the app. Sure. You must email compliance your records so that they can go back and look and say, hey, this Iowa State football player did not bet on an Iowa State football game. There's zero problem with that. Yeah. If we're going to register and we're going to have the NCAA looking over every little NIL situation, mm -hmm. why can't they do this for gambling? Now, yeah. again, zero tolerance if you don't give the information. If it's asked for, let's say it's a, a quarterly basis, that's probably how I would do it is every three months. And you say, okay, this person did not give us this or They've given us no records and indicated that they're not doing this. And if we find out they did, they're done. I would actually say it would have to be monthly because that's yeah. the only way that you can monitor that they're not betting on their own sport. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. But again, zero tolerance if you break the rule. Yeah. So again, if you do it above board, give us the information. We got you. No problem. But if you are going to lie to us, you're going to be deceptive, or if you're going to impugn the integrity of the game, 
will have zero tolerance for those two things. I don't see yeah. the problem is here. I don't either. So again, I, I, I I'm kind of on my high horse a little bit about this, saying, hey, I don't I don't disagree with the gambling thing. But this is why I think there needs to be some 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 handrails put in, some guardrails in here for the for these for these kids. Look, I'm sure. not for, and I'll be real blunt, I'm not really for 21-year-olds gambling. There's a certain amount of we talked about that on here, is that you really shouldn't be, you don't really understand what you're doing at 21 years. I'm 47 years old. I, I I've been gambling a long time when it comes to these sort of things. I understand it more. I have experience with it. 21-year-old with really no income, or if you have NIL money, it's not serious income in most of these cases. Sure. You're not playing around with what we call tip money. Instead, you're playing around with, with the rent money. Yeah, the only thing that, that concerns me. And, and that's know, in general for 21-year-olds. Right. That's not just an athlete. And And I'm just... I'm thinking in general, though, now, because I have a 13-year-old who I allow to place bets. <laughs> you allow to make a pick, and you place the bet. Let's be right. clear about how that worked. Right. But yeah. I'm talking him through how this works and how the odds are and what the probabilities are. And so I think some of the that knowledge standpoint, I think, is going to change over the next few years. Yeah. Um. But it's it's a fair point. It's one of those things that in combination with NIL, with legalized gambling, the NCAA, for whatever it is as an entity, is going to have to decide to do something. Yeah. Because across the board, NIL, gambling, that kind of thing, there has to be some baseline minimum instead of every state creating their own little fiefdom of rules and regulations around this stuff. Yeah. That, if, if the NCAA can create a rule, as I just laid out, yeah, that would help against players crossing state lines. Yeah. A player who, okay, um, Iowa is a state you can gamble in, so the players from, oh, I guess. Nebraska. Nebraska, well, yeah, you could go, yeah, Nebraska, you can't gamble. So they cross over into Iowa and go play. Okay, we need that. We need the information. Yeah. You give us the info. It shouldn't be illegal. It should just be, again, and there's zero tolerance on the on the compliance of this. And again, I'm all for it. Again, I have a 20, soon to be 21 year old son. I don't like the idea of him gambling. Because, again, most 21-year-olds don't have disposable income. No, but you also know that you've talked to him enough yes. about what you've done, how you've done it, how yeah. you're looking at these. But that doesn't also mean that he'll play that way every time. Oh, sure. No, you're yeah. going to be stupid. Yeah. So I just, I mean, that's the that's my thinking there. The other piece to that is... You know the college kids and the twenty-one-year-olds. There's also this thing. Have you? Are you familiar with the, with prize picks? No. Okay. I was hit through this recently. I heard in a couple of ads for it, and then my son told me about it. Okay. So, Prize Picks is a gambling website that is not gambling. It's like fantasy sports, but it's 
over-unders on games. It's just over-unders, and you can wager on them legally because it's supposed to be fantasy sports. Huh. And you only have to be 18 to play. Oh, wow. Yes. They are somehow, these prize pick things are, they are somehow getting around gaming commissions on this. Oh, some AG is going to sue. Yeah. I I have a real problem with this. So I would go even a step further. This is going to be, oh, Bo, I can't believe you're saying this. I would ban the under 21-year-olds in the NCAA from playing things like prize picks or also from any fantasy football or any fantasy sports that involves money. I don't have a problem with that at all. If you, I'm not even allowing you to put $10 into a goddamn pool for the NCAA tournament if you're 19 years old. At 21, yes, you may. But I don't want you doing it at 18 and 19. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. And and that's going to piss some people off. And yeah, they're going to talk about fantasy sports. And I'm all for fantasy sports too, but that's legalized gaming. Let's just be real blunt about it. That's oh, yeah. how this all happened. We I all mean, got to fantasy sports, and then the sports books became more acceptable socially because of fantasy sports. Yeah. It- and, you know, everyone's been in a bracket pool for how many years? People have been playing squares for how many years? Yes. You know, yeah, these, exactly. these are the office camaraderie kind of things or friend group kind of stuff that's always been okay. Yeah. And it's just a different yeah. derivation of just being on a gambling website. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'm bringing in, I, I would think that the NCAA needs to be working with schools and the schools need to bring in every goddamn athlete, everybody under scholarship, anybody who's involved in the school. This is the rules. Oh, yeah. And and, and teach them the rules. Okay, you're 21. This is allowable now because it's legal. Otherwise, this is illegal and we do not want you doing this. It's no different than, you know... Uh, you used you used the alcohol thing earlier. You know, if you're not 21, you shouldn't be drinking. Now, look, I'm not stupid or think that under 21s don't drink. It certainly does happen. Sure, but it does not involve the integrity of a game. It's not involving the risk of putting yourself in some unique, serious financial situations. No, and I get that. I'm just talking through this. It's it's an interesting conversation, and I think you have some very valid points. But it almost makes me wonder what's the point of allowing anything for, even though they're legally entitled to do so, because who's to say that a 19 or 20 year old isn't giving that 21 year old five bucks to have them place a bet on their behalf that they will cash out should the 20, 19, 18 year old win. Yeah, the the twenty one year old becomes the bookie, and that's the exactly. thing you got to worry about. And that's what you, that's where you'd have to be explained. Hey, we, no, you're not going to let this guy give you twenty bucks so you can put twenty bucks in the Lakers tomorrow night. No, you just that's not. And to understand that this is why there's an integrity piece here, right? There, I, 
There's no perfect answer here. No, my point being is that I like the idea of saying, hey, here we're submitting monthly, quarterly, whatever. But there's no way to itemize who those bets were placed for because unlike a bookie that theoretically has a book, yeah, to be able to track the bets, these guys aren't keeping a ledger somewhere. Yeah. It's to me the whole thing's interesting. Now, the third leg of this gambling piece is what's happened with the Detroit Lions. Yes. This now, is th- interesting. And I this one. Admittedly, I don't fully understand okay. what's going on here. Let me get this info for you. So here's what's happened. The Detroit Lions have had three players suspended for six permanent. games. Nope, for six games. I thought were there some permanent suspensions? No. Okay. Okay. Now the three players in question, one of them was Jamison Williams. I don't know who the other two are. They've all been suspended for gambling, not on football. Like the we had the issue with the the former wide receiver from the Falcons, now with the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, who was out for a full season. Right. He He was gambling on the NFL. He was playing parlays on the NFL. These three Lions players were not playing on the NFL games. Actually, it was three players who were picking college basketball games. Okay. Now, when we come to further find out, these bets were made in the locker room or in the building, in the facility. Okay. Okay, so they got their apps out. And let's talk about this. So let's say you and I are at work. Yep. And we're at work. You're a KU grad. I'm an LSU guy. And let's say that we're talking about the NCAA tournament. You go, hey, my Jayhawks are going all the way. And I go, nah, nah, you crazy. Yeah. LSU's got this. No, not literally in this case, but we're going back and forth. Sure. And you go, you know what? I'm so willing to say that I'm right. I'm going to put a grand on my Jayhawks right now. And I go, shit, my best. Yeah, I'm gonna put a grand on my on my on my tigers right now. Mm-hmm. We're in our apps. We're in Michigan, legal. Boom! We both place a bet. But because we are in the football facility, we have now broken an NFL rule. The NF rule says even if it's legal in your state, you can't do it here. Now, if you and I had that conversation and we go, hey, let's go across the street. You can say, hey, I'm going to put this money on the app right now. And I go, wait, 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 let's go across the street to Quick Trip. Do it over there real quick. Sure. That's not against the rules. Now, I haven't been to Detroit lately, but know some people there. You've been to Detroit before? No, I've not. Let's just say you can't go very far in Detroit without seeing a fucking ad for MGM. Okay. It's all over the place. They have one of the big casinos in Detroit. They're one of the they're a sponsor for the Lions. Okay. They got signage in the fucking facility. Yeah. So of course the players have got the app on their phone. And they're gonna get down on something. They're not getting down in their own game. They're not playing the NFL. They thought they were within the rules because all they knew 
was don't play on NFL games. They weren't told you can't play anything while in the building or in any facility with the team, which includes then if you're at the team hotel, you can't do it. Well, and I'm talking about grown ass men. And I'm spinning this out. Okay. OTAs, spring training, you know, off weeks, this, that, or the other, that they happen to be there for rehab or. Mm -hmm. They may not even be on the active roster. They're on IL, but they're in the facility doing rehab. Yeah. What? If you and if I'm sitting at my desk at my office and I decide I want to get down on the game, I can. Yeah. Why can't these guys do it at work? They can't even do it in the parking lot. They have to go somewhere else. I look. You're telling again the, if the rule is by by an agreed upon, and the agreed upon here is the rule is you can't bet on on anything NFL related that is already done through CBA, mm -hmm. and that's the rule. Now, if you in addition want to say you can't bet on the grounds or anywhere else. It sure looks like someone didn't tell the Detroit Lions this. Well, and if you they just, caught three, they probably did, they probably more they didn't catch. Yeah, and you have to wonder where else this is going to pop yes. up. So is it happening? So I started thinking about it. I started thinking of the states where it's legal, where there's teams. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, Michigan, you got Detroit. Yeah. Louisiana, the Saints. Mm -hmm. um, Colorado, you got the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, where is it? Now in Kansas, we can bet in Missouri they can't. Yeah. The Chiefs facility, you would have to worry about that. That's over in Missouri. But you've um, got New York. What's that? New, New York, New Jersey. New York and New Jersey. So you now you've included the Jets and the Giants. Massachusetts, it's legal. You got Pennsylvania, you got the Patriots. Uh is legal in Florida. You've got the Dolphins, the Jaguars, and the Bucks. I can't think of all the states that it's legal right now, and I'm not going to read through the ad to do it all. But, again, we, we just come up with 10, 12 teams right there. Right. That it's perfectly legal to do it. The Bears, Illinois. Other yep. Chicago, yeah. So, again, if it's legal, that's fine. If it's collectively bargained that you cannot bet on your, your team or anything NFL-related, again, that's collectively bargained. I have zero problem with that. Sure. But I do have a problem with saying you can't do this on your app while you're at work, uh, uh, essentially. But that work is taking money from these same companies. Yeah, it's it's the height of ain't, ain't, a, ain't a team <laughs> in any of those states that ain't getting that money. Well, and I, these players who are betting on non- NFL events yeah. are generating incomes and revenues, profits and losses for these same apps yeah. because they happen to play games that people are betting on. Yeah. yeah, I just don't see the issue here with that. So I think that the Lions situation, I think the blame, if you will, needs to go back to the league 
and to the Lions organization of not saying, hey, here's what you can and can't do. And that would be to me a little better off. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. I, it should it should be bright line items that these guys just yeah. know. Yeah. Bring them in and tell them and, and remind them and keep reminding them. Yep. So the gateway thing again, that's just what's happened in the last couple of months. I mean, this is gonna keep evolving and keep happening. For sure. And and the more we see it, and it's gonna get it's gonna get bigger as more states and get gambling. Well, I mean, Missouri, they've been fighting to allow wagering over there and they just can't get it through the state house, but eventually mm -hmm. it's going to get through. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna get tired of that revenue going over to Kansas and over in yep. St. Louis going over to Illinois. Yeah. And they're gonna realize, oh shit, and we gotta do something about this. Mm -hmm. We got to be like Henry Lamar, you know. <laughs> we got to protect our forty baloney jobs. Exactly. Well, that wasn't that was Henry Lamar. That was uh, what was the governor, Governor yep. Lepetamine. <laughs> Blazing Saddles. Go look it up, people. <laughs> I, I still got to find that T-shirt, the Governor Governor William J. Lepetamine Gambling Hall in his Saint Asylum. <laughs> that would be perfect for you. Yeah, it would be. Hey, the last story I want to talk about an idea out there is have you seen that the NFL schedule came out and I'm not one of these junkies that uh, I gotta see what all the games when the games are all going to be but I found one thing extremely interesting Amazon's got a Black Friday game okay first question when was Black Friday declared a holiday it's not that it's a holiday but I mean as long as I can remember as an adult Black Friday's been something. I know, but the thing of it is, is that Amazon is advertising this mm -hmm. as a holiday game. Yeah. yeah. When people are working, a lot of people are working. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know what time the game is, but I find it interesting and I want to hear your thoughts okay. on it. So I can tell you what time that game is. It is Friday, November the 24th. It is the Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets, and it is at 2 p.m. Central Time, so 3 p.m. Eastern. It's not a primetime game. That's done on purpose. Think about it if you go Black Friday shopping. Think about it if you've been traveling or if you went to Thanksgiving stuff, and the next day you wake up a little bit later. I think this is a brilliant move. i tell you what Amazon's done. This is going to be a three and a half hour, four hour, maybe even advertisement for Amazon. If you watch the games on Prime, every third commercial is for something Amazon Prime. -like. Okay, that is totally fair, and that is to your point of. Now, being I'm going to go. I'm going to go further with this. Okay, this is going to be a four hour commercial for Amazon, and the brilliance of this is that they're going to brilliant this thing up. I can already predict what's going to happen. You're going to think I'm crazy, or you're totally going to agree with me. They're going to show commercials. They're going to have certain, they're going to have certain products on the screen during those, and they're going to pop up QR codes. And they're going to say things like, save 20% today on Black Friday, scan the QR code. This is going to be... I, I like this. I did not make this connection. This is going to be the Super Bowl for Amazon only. Yes. Yep. This is what they're doing. And they're going to catch you at a time where you're already thinking about spending money. 
And with Cyber Monday following. Yes. So they're going to say, get your Cyber Monday deals today on Amazon. Scan the QR code. They're going to put, I'll bet they put, they're going to evolve to putting commercials where, you know, husband, wife, and the kids are playing in the park. And they're going to say, if you like something, scan the QR code for information on that product. Sure. I mean, that's what they're going to do. Amazon's brilliant. And really I'm going with this and where I'm going with this is one, we've got a, we see this huge increase in media rights for football, basketball, baseball. Um, hell, even wrestling is getting into this media rights thing. I mean, it's ridiculous some of the money you go out there because everyone needs content. Everyone needs content. Yeah. Now, Amazon doesn't need content, but what Amazon can do is different than everybody else. So CBS, let's just, we'll use, we'll use ESPN as an example. ESPN pays, you know, a billion dollars to the NFL to get the rights to NFL content. That includes Monday Night Football. It includes the ability to show unlimited highlights and to have certain access now, ESPN can only make a certain amount of money. They can only sell so many ads. So they're going to have to increase the pricing of those ads during yeah. those events, shows, and whatnot. What they're hoping for now is to drive you to go get ESPN Plus or you know, the Hulu bundle with ESPN Plus, whatever. They're hoping to drive more subscribers. ESPN is the when it comes to Disney, the least profitable part of Disney. Yeah, they're the loss leader. They are. So what you see now, and now we're seeing it with CBS has Paramount, yep. and they paid a bunch of money for their NFL rights. And the only way they can monetize that is to sell advertising or to bring in new subscribers. Yep. Amazon doesn't need new subscribers. Well, they do. They want new subscribers. Sure. But they don't have to sell advertising. Because what Amazon's doing with Prime is they know that once you join Prime, the average Prime user, looked it up again, spends $1,800 a year. The non-Prime users that buy from Amazon spend around $500. You convert an Amazon user to a Prime user, it's $1,300 more. Okay. I went back and looked on how much money I personally spent on Amazon in 2022. I have a Prime account I have for years. I spent $4,000 on Prime. Now, that's, that's still stuff I bought for myself, for others. Sure. I buy all the stuff for the office through Prime. It's great. I haven't been to an Office Depot in two years. I haven't had to because if I need something, I have it sent here from Prime. It's a great deal. Amazon can monetize these media rights differently than everybody else because all they want you to do is join Prime and start shopping. Well, yeah, it's a closed universe. Unlike yes. CBS, NBC, ABC, 
they don't have to sell to anyone but themselves. Themselves. It's brilliant. And now they went and got, so I heard someone say, I think it was Andrew Brandt said that, you know, why didn't um, Amazon CEO, the, the owner, um, Bezos, Bezos, Jeff Bezos, I couldn't remember the name for a minute. Why didn't Jeff Bezos go buy the Washington Commanders? It was a rumor that he wanted to. Sure. Well, because he's not going to own a team and be part of media rights. He can't. He can't do both. So which did you rather have? You rather have the team or would you rather own Thursday? Interesting. That's what they've done with Prime. And now they got this Friday hand on one of those weekends where everyone's watching TV. Yeah. You got them going to Prime now. They're going to get more media rights. They're talking to the Pac-12. They're talking to the Big 12. The Big 10 may be moving some stuff over to Amazon on third tier. All that's doing is giving them some content to drive more people to buy Prime. Because once you've got the Prime service, you're going to start buying products. Nobody else has that. And nobody else can do that. That's really fascinating. I had not put those two together. So I really appreciate you talking about that. Yeah. I it is the only company I was thinking about it. And this is why the media rights, like the NBA media rights, is coming up next. Yep. That's the next big one. And so now we've got like right now, Turner Sports, which is part of Warner Brothers Discovery, and ESPN have parts of it. There's mm-hmm. talk that NBC wants to get back in. There's talk that Amazon wants in. Talk that um, Apple wants in. Now you got more bidders. And you got Apple, the biggest company in the world. They got the largest market cap in the world. They've got their thing. You've got Amazon, the fifth biggest company in the world, with their big market cap. And they've got a way to monetize this differently than everybody. They can pay as much as they want because it's all coming back eventually. Yeah. Closed universe. Huh. Fascinating. And and again, you keep converting, you keep converting. It's going to happen. And I just look at it. I think what Amazon done has done here is just utterly brilliant. So hats off to Amazon on that. I thought that was interesting when they got a Black Friday game. Because I was first thing I thought of, I said, what time is that game? If it's a prime time game, I wouldn't have liked it as much. I think the daytime game makes sense because the people who are going to be the shoppers are watching. Yeah, I I was just like, why are you having a Friday? And when you said it was a day game, I'm like, I'll probably be working. I'll be working from home so yeah. I can flip it on. But yeah. the rest of it just makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So I just... I think that was the brilliance of what their move was. And that was the most intriguing thing about the release of the schedule to me. So go ahead. I was just going to ask though, did you watch any of the videos, the schedule release videos? I saw a couple things on TikTok or Instagram. I saw the Tennessee Titans when it's gone viral. (laughs) That was pretty funny where nobody knew anything. (laughs) Yes. So good. Um, I think I saw that one. I saw the Cowboys. Um, I I saw somebody else. Did you see the Chargers? No, I have not. So the Chargers continued in their anime tradition 
And it got a lot of um, tread in Kansas City because when they got to the Chiefs, the Chiefs Aholic, um, our resident felon mm-hmm. that's running from law, was featured in both games. Oh, very and nice. It very was good. It, it was really good. That's good. I have to check that out. Yeah, I um, I'll check that out. I haven't looked at that yet. Um, but the release thing, I like. I didn't get into. I was talking to Tyler about this, and he was like, "Well." You know, these are the top 10 games I want to watch the most. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't care about any of that shit. Like, no. the, the one game where I thought to myself was personally like, okay, let's take a look at that one, was the Bengals play the Chiefs on New Year's Eve. Yeah. At Arrowhead. Yeah. And being that it's at Arrowhead, I was like, okay, I might get talked into that one. Because yeah, I don't do I... many cold games. I'm not a cold game guy. Listen, last year, the New Year's Day game against the Broncos that I was at was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. I just, I've, I've been through a couple of those and I'm just not a, I'm not a fan. Global warming, man's one benefit. Yeah, let's get these warmer games. These games, all football games in November, December, and January should be played indoors. That's no fun. That's plenty of fun. Let's play football. Let's not have to worry about getting fucking frostbite while we're out here. So, um, but yeah, that's where I wanted to go on those things. So, hey, thank you so much for coming in. I'm going to kind of cut us off there and get us in and out. I I hope everybody enjoyed that piece and uh, kind of thought about that Amazon thing. I think that's interesting. And I think we since we watched the media rights thing when it comes to the NBA, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, Um, I did see. I think Warner Brothers Discovery um, is an interesting one as well, because I don't know that they have the money to go hard enough for the NBA this time around. I don't know. Um, They're still trying to figure out who they are with this reorg, and that's probably the larger question more than money. I guess one of the other questions, the things out there is if Warner Brothers Discovery doesn't have the NBA, um, that breaks up this inside the NBA. Which would suck. Yeah. But I guess ESPN wants it to happen so bad because they want to hire Charles Barkley. Well, I mean, that was the big thing with him going to the live tour, right? There was some flirting going on with that. And he decided to stay on, which leads me to believe there's money somewhere. Yeah. If you were ESPN, that's the one guy you could get and and put him everywhere, put him on all the shows, be pretty good. Well, that's why they're putting Barkley with Gail King on CNN. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, he is, you either like him or you don't like him. It's one of those crazy things. I, I love Charles Barkley. So, yeah. Um, but I, I hope that for their right, we'll see, we'll know more this summer that those things come out. Um, WWE is also trying to battle for their media rights right now, too. And we're hearing that's going to go positive, not negative, like we thought it would. But I think Warner Brothers Discovery is out on them now. With them making their deal with AEW, which is about to be announced. Okay. I heard I heard five years a billion dollars. That's insane. All, all the content's gonna go to all that AEW content's gonna go over to Warner Brothers Discovery, including the pay-per-views, will be on Warner Brothers Discovery's app. On Max? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. 
But for a billion dollars over five years for that little company, that's a win-win. And they get their new they get their new TV show on Saturday nights in a couple. It was for start like in a couple of months. Huh. Oh, I have to tell you about this. I know you're not a wrestling fan, but if you heard the rumors on that, so you know, uh, there's been a little controversy over the last couple of years with CM Punk. You know who CM Punk is? Yeah. So yeah. He hasn't been wrestling for a while. He's been because he was over at AEW. He is still, and he's still under contract with AEW. Okay. Part of the Warner Brothers Discovery deal on this new Saturday night show they're getting, mm-hmm. the two-hour show, like their Wednesday night show, it's going to be on TNT. But Warner Brothers Discovery told Tony Khan, the owner, that they would not give them the show unless they promised that CM Punk would be on the show at a regular. Now, CM Punk has not wrestled since, like, September when he had a match and there was a backstage issue, mm-hmm. if you will. Have you heard what happened? He got in a fight backstage. Yeah. Yeah, with, like, three executives from the company who were yeah. all three wrestlers. Um, so yeah, they the three wrestlers were brought back. CM Punk has not been brought back. He did have to have surgery on his triceps, so that's part of it too. But they're still not getting along. But the CM Punk is the golden goose. He's the one that everyone wants to have on their TV show because he's the only one who draws ratings. I can appreciate. And so that. Warner Brothers Discovery said the whole thing is contingent on him getting the money. And so I heard that, and I went. Oh, I'd love to be his agent right now. Oh, yeah. Because you're just walking in and going, okay, partner, uh, how much is this business are you going to give me? Because um, you're not going to get your billion-dollar deal yeah. unless I sign an extension. Where's the bag? So, pony up the ba- back up the truck. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to need equity stake in the company now. <laughs> That's what I'd ask for. I'd want, a, I'd want a 20% equity stake in the company moving forward. Mm. And tell him, I'll be on a goddamn show every night. But I want twenty percent. And like the old quote, someone asked Mickey Mantle before he died, "What would you do if you if George Steinbrenner owned the Yankees when you were a player?" Mm-hmm. He says, "I'd walked into negotiations and said, hey, how are we doing today, partner?'" You know, that's hmm, interesting. That's what uh, that's what Otani's going to do too. Yeah, he is. Oh man, now we'll talk about that in a couple of next couple of weeks. So. Hey, let's get up out of here. I've tried to get us out once, and then I get talking again. Uh, Ida, thanks so much for coming in. I've enjoyed it. I'm sorry we haven't been doing as many shows as last couple of weeks, but you know I've been busy. I know you've been busy, so I'm glad we still have some time together today. And uh, hell, I'm going to see you in a couple of weeks. So that's always fun. Yeah, it'll We're be gonna great. We're going to make this happen. So, yeah. So appreciate it. Um, I also want to send a shout-out and thanks to Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Soapbox, really do behind the scenes. Most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. Uh, don't forget to rate us and review us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, we appreciate every five-star review. But until next week, I'm Coach Bo, uh, Brian O'Connor. That is Ellen Wagenser. Have a great week. Remember, your time tokens are non-refundable. Take care, everybody. <laughs>